to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I am pre-recording this podcast because I know that retreat weekend is going to be insane. And as you hear this, I will have finished the Wellness Realness Retreat. I'm sure it was fabulous. I'm sure I was all over social media. So you probably got a sneak peek of what went down, and I'm sure it was so much fun. But I guess I can't really speak to what happened because it hasn't happened yet. So stay tuned. We are going to go back in time on this episode. Do you guys remember when I went to Denver? Wow, was that a month ago? Seems seems so close, also seems so far. I have no concept of time anymore, but I went to Denver, saw some friends, hung out with some awesome people, and today's podcast is a wonderful conversation that I had while I was in Denver with my friend Jessica Kristen. Love her. And we have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of shared loves, and one of those shared loves is Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. When I showed up at Jess's apartment, I saw her empty bottle on her coffee table and I just looked at her and I was like, wow, we're on the same wavelength, just always, always rolling through the Ned bottles. CBD is so popular nowadays. I mean, especially in Colorado, CBD, weed, it's all popular over there. But... I feel like CBD has taken the wellness space by force because people are discovering all of the potential positive benefits that it can have. To be clear, CBD is not the same as marijuana. Full spectrum hemp oil or CBD will not get you high. And my favorite brand of full spectrum hemp oil is definitely Ned. It is the only Full-spectrum hemp oil I will put in my body, and the reason why Ned calls its products full-spectrum hemp oil rather than CBD is actually because, according to FDA regulations, only pharmaceutical companies can use the term CBD. So all companies that are using CBD in their packaging that aren't pharmaceutical companies technically are in violation of the FDA and could be pulled off store shelves. So Ned plays by the rules and they 
advertises full spectrum hemp, which they are. And that's actually a really important part of what makes Ned so great. A lot of CBD isolates are really common on the market. So they have lab isolated CBD that's in this white powder form. It's stripped of all the other phytocannabinoids that really complement that cannabidiol. And that's what gives hemp its its power. It's the full spectrum of the hemp oil. So Ned is great because they don't strip it down to just the CBD. So with Ned's full spectrum hemp oil, you're getting the CBG, the CBC, the CBDA, the CBGA, all of the active cannabinoids in addition to the cannabidiol. The ingredients are so pure. This is the best sourcing you will ever find. The only ingredients are the CBD, the full range of phytocannabinoids, and non-GMO MCT oil. You can seriously taste the difference. You can taste how high quality this is. Their farmer, Kurt, has dialed in the exact strains that will get you the best results. And they also infuse all of their products with binaural beats, positive affirmations, and happy vibes, which I truly believe all is what contributes to why Ned is such an incredible brand and why their products are so effective. A lot of people will say CBD didn't really do anything for them and it's often because they are using uh, another another brand. You got to go for quality. There have been studies actually showing that the majority of companies that say they have CBD in their products or just companies that sell CBD oil don't actually live up to their labels. A lot of them have a much lower content than they advertise, if any at all. Some don't have any at all. And a lot of other companies mix their CBD with natural flavors or even artificial flavors or sunflower lecithin, sunflower oil, other inflammatory oils. And I just, you guys, I'm so passionate about this. The Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is a game changer. Highest quality, super effective, it's a life changer. I personally take some every single evening. I use the 750 milligram bottle. I take a dropper's worth, put it under my tongue, hold it there for 30 seconds, and then I go ahead and swallow it. And I use it to help me wind down at the end of the day. It is really helpful to naturally calm down any anxiety. I'm pretty high strung, so it helps me wind down. It really helps with my sleep. I used to have um, trouble falling asleep and just getting my brain to quiet down and this has helped so much and full spectrum hemp oil can help with a wide variety of different health concerns besides as a sleep aid and helping with insomnia it can be a really amazing anti-inflammatory if you have autoimmune disease or any type of inflammation in your joints or any pain it's a great natural pain reliever it's also helpful with depression PTSD it can help with different chronic conditions like epilepsy, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's. It's a really rich source of antioxidants. It helps balance out your hormones. And the way that the full-spectrum hemp oil works in the body is that it acts on your endocannabinoid system. And this system in the body is there for homeostasis. It's our balancing system. So it has effects on every other system in the body. It's the ultimate balancer. And a lot of people don't stimulate their endocannabinoid system and that's why full spectrum hemp is so amazing because that's exactly what it does and it helps bring the body back into homeostasis.
while I was in Colorado, I met up with Rhett, one of the co-founders of Ned. We got lunch at Fresh Time. It was great. He's the best. If you haven't already listened to my podcast with Rhett and Adrian, the founders of Ned, definitely check out that episode because they tell all. And if you are interested in trying Ned's full spectrum hemp oil, then just go to helloned.com and use my discount code wellness for 15% off. Again, that's helloned.com and my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, will get you 15% off. This has been a game-changing product for so many of my clients, my friends, my family. I absolutely love hearing your testimonials. I love seeing you guys get your Ned in the mail and tagging me it always makes my day and I love I love just hearing how it's positively affected you it's so cool that plants can really heal us so I had a blast hanging out with Rhett when I was in Colorado and I had a blast hanging out with Jess when I was in Colorado if you guys aren't already familiar with my friend Jess. She is a Denver-based nutritional therapy practitioner and a women's health coach. She has a really incredible health story that she's going to share on this podcast, and now she works to support other women in finding freedom with their food and their bodies, overcoming hormone imbalances, gut issues, everything in between with her 90-day liberated woman coaching program where she walks through the six pillars she has found to be essential for finding true self-respect and food freedom. Her website is jessicacristin.com. You can also find her on Instagram at jesspureliving. And she's also the host of the Pure Living podcast, which I was a guest on. Go ahead and check out that episode if you haven't already heard it. Jess and I have so much in common and she's so sweet, such a blast to hang out with, just like super down to earth and she just gets it, you know, and we are very similar in the fact that we really like to blend what's going on physiologically, nutritionally with what's going on energetically and emotional health. So she likes to cover all bases, which, you know, I am all down for. If you enjoy my content, you'll definitely love Jess's content as well. So make sure you check her out. She is the best. And I also think that her story is just so relatable for so many women, which is what makes her such an awesome NTP and coach. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation with my good friend, Jessica Kristen. I think this is going to resonate with a lot of you, so I can't wait to hear what you think. And without further ado, here is my friend, Jess. You ready to dive into your life? Yeah. Okay. Tell people what you do. Who are you? Oh, we're going. Cool. All right. Um, So I am Jessica Kristen. Most people call me Jess. And I am a nutrition therapy therapy practitioner as well as um, health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I run a holistic lifestyle and nutrition online coaching practice, mainly for women um, here in Denver. I'm from Boston, but I've been out in Denver for about four years now. And I love it. And it's now home for me. What made you move to Denver? Great question. Um, so I... Was it a guy? Uh, no, like kind of the opposite, actually. <laughs> I was... I So I went to school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. James Madison, go Dukes. And I lived in Alexandria for a year, which was really great. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to Boston because I was miserable. I was teaching special ed and I was in just a really terrible position, situation, just everything was bad. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move back to Boston. I have friends there. But I always had this vision of living in another city. 
moved back to Boston. I then met a guy there. We ended up dating for almost four years and I was teaching and I kind of just got caught in this place of like, oh, I guess this is what my life is going to be. And that was around the time that I actually started getting more into like fitness and my body and nutrition. I started running and just started learning more about the foods I was eating and I was getting super burnt out with teaching and decided that I really wanted a change. So that's when I did Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And around this time, me and the guy I was with, we were actually like looking to buy houses together, talking about this future. It was one of those scenarios where like I knew deep down that it wasn't right, but we'd been together so long that you just get, you get stuck a little and it's comfortable and it's scary to think about something different, but he really didn't support like what I was passionate about. You know, I was talking about leaving teaching and, you know, wanting to do something in this health and wellness industry. And he really just didn't support that. So I ended up uh, leaving that relationship. I ended up leaving teaching. (laughs) I literally actually, it was, it was also just, it was a little bit toxic in terms of like our communication was just really terrible. So I kind of just went to stay with my parents for a couple of days and called him and was like, I'm not coming back, <laughs> which just if I hadn't done that, like I would have, I would have stayed, you know, I just, I had to do it. I had to do it for me. And we ended up meeting like a month later and we actually had a really good conversation around everything. And it, you know, it ended up ending pretty okay. We didn't, you know, we didn't stay in touch or anything, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I really took that leap of faith and left that relationship. I left teaching without really knowing exactly what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I started working at Lululemon and then doing the health coaching kind of on the side. Um, and then I actually ran into a girlfriend from high school who had her own holistic coaching or holistic practice mm-hmm. in Boston. I told her what I was doing and she was like, hey, I need an associate nutritionist. Like, I'd love to train you, bring you on and have you work with me. I was like, awesome. So I went there, was there for about a year and a half and I learned a ton. Like, that's where I learned about blood sugar and hormones and, you know, how food really impacts your body and just all these other things that I didn't really get from IAN. Mm -hmm. But we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of business things. I wasn't making enough money. So I moved home. I just turned 30 and I was just in this place of like, I think in my head for some reason, I was like, oh, I'm 30 years old. I can't just up and leave and move to a new city and, Mm -hmm. you know, had all these limiting beliefs around that. But I was living at home. I had been single now for a few years and was getting super frustrated with dating in Boston and just like not meeting anyone and just kind of the people in general. Like Mm -hmm. Boston's great. It's my home. I love it. I'll visit always. But people can be a little bit closed minded. Um, And I was just meeting the same people over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And I was in the kitchen one day talking to my mom and she was like, Jess, you've just just got to go. Like you've always wanted to do it. Like nothing's holding you back. Like you'll figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? So she really pushed me to, to do that. Awesome. It was, so supportive. Yeah, yeah, it was. She's amazing. And I almost moved to LA actually, cause my yeah. sister lives out there. Um, and then some things happened that didn't pan out. And my cousin lives in Denver and she was like, Hey, come live with me. You know, she's married. She owns her house. They had an extra room and I didn't have a job. So she was like, we'll take care of you until you figure, figure your shit out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Perfect. So I packed my Hyundai Elantra and drove out to Denver. (laughs) Okay. So uh, now I'm here. I'm curious um, what your experience was doing IIN versus Mm. NTA. Because I know people listening always ask me about that. And I'm like, well, it's really not fair for me to say my opinion because I haven't been through IIN. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can um, tell people what you think. Totally. I get that question a lot too. And I, I enjoy talking about it because they both... They both had really positive aspects. Um, IAN was really good for like the coaching side of things, like how to connect with clients. And 
that was the first time I was introduced to what they call primary food versus secondary food. So primary food being actually things like the relationships in your life and your stress and your sleep and your, you know, job and just these other things that impact your health, which up until then I had never, I'd never really thought about those things. That was really, cause when I, when I did IAN was when I was kind of going through a lot of those transitions. So it was really eye opening for me to start to explore that side of things with myself. Um, and they provide a lot of just really cool tools and techniques and just different methods that you can use with clients to really get them to open up to you and feel comfortable with you and like talk about that side of things in terms of like actual nutrition and like understanding the body they pretty much give you like little bits of everything. So we talked about like raw veganism and vegetarianism and the blood type diet. So they give you just like little bits of all these different types of diets, but they don't really go into, you know, like how does your gut work and how does your digestive system work and how does your reproduction system work and what are hormones and blood sugar and all of that, Um, which NTP, that's their foundation is they go into, you know, all of that. But NTP, I don't think does as much with the actual like coaching side of things Mm -hmm. and actually like, you know, how to connect with clients and some of the more like lifestyle and lifestyle factors, I guess. So, yeah, that's a good explanation. Um, So when you were learning about all these different diets through IIN, Mm -hmm. did you try them all? Some of them, I didn't try all of them because some of them I was like, are you shitting me? I'm not eating raw vegan. Like, that's yeah. just not happening. Okay, so you didn't have a raw vegan phase either. I didn't have a raw vegan phase. I did have the vegetarian phase. Okay. I did have the low fat phase. I did have the Weight Watchers phase. I had a lot of phases, mm-hmm. but I didn't ever go that extreme. Okay, yeah. yeah. I always, I feel like it's this joke where if you tell people you're into health or mm. in this space, I feel like everyone kind of assumes, oh, sh- like, that we've all been through a vegan phase because yeah. like so many people I talk to, everyone like went from vegan to like paleo yes. basically. Yes. And I'm like, I never, I don't, it just never, never really happened. My mind. Like I just literally like animal products. I read, I did read that book, skinny bitch. I think it's oh, called, I remember that. Book. Oh God. And so that was when I went full vegetarian. Um, but I still did like some fish here yeah. and there. And like, I think a little bit of dairy and it didn't last very long. How'd you feel? <laughs> awful (laughs) like you know like my hair was falling out I was you know and at the time I didn't really know it was sort of like you get that place of like you don't know you feel awful until like you feel better yeah um but all of America exactly yeah tells me they feel great eating McDonald's I I feel amazing yeah you you just Uh, don't know that's what I thought too and I thought it was I was feeling great when I pooped once every other month but yeah and I attest that to like a lot of the issues that I had years later because that's the thing is people just don't realize like you might not feel it now but it is impacting you and like it will have its repercussions so I do attest like that and over exercising and under eating and all of the things to like a lot of the health issues I experienced you know down the road well I want to dive into that because I know you have a lot of different facets to Mm. your health story so Tell me the story. Mm. Start from the beginning. Yeah. The time to do it. <laughs> oh, this is always so interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny. From a super young age, I just remember always comparing myself to other people. Like, mm-hmm. always. Like, wanting that girl's hair or her outfit or... I don't know. And I don't know where it stemmed from. Like, I, I have an awesome family. Like, my parents are super loving. Like, we, you know, grew up not wealthy, but, you know, like, had enough and... Um, I will say we did move when I was going into fifth grade to from more of like a city town to like a white suburban kind of mm-hmm. suburb. Um, and that was a little bit of a shock, you know, because, again, 
people cared about what they were wearing and the brands and the clothes and all the things that I didn't, hadn't really like thought of up till then. So I think that did have an impact. So I just always remember being very aware of myself and comparing myself to other people. And also from a really young age, using my body to get attention. You know, I remember even like in middle school and high school, I sort of viewed my body as a way to like get attention from guys, you know, and that was for whatever reason, like what I associated, like looking a certain way and dressing a certain way and being a certain way. Um, So that started pretty young in high school. Like I, you know, I was, I played some sports and, you know, worked out and whatnot. And so I wasn't, I was never like overweight at any point in my life. Um, And I wasn't as aware of like wanting to make myself smaller so much in high school. It was more just like looking at other girls and be like, oh, I want to look like that. or I want to look like that. Mm -hmm. And I did go through phases of like, I remember, oh my God, at one point me and my neighbors did this thing. We called it the 444 and we would wake up at 444 in the morning to go to the, to go to the Boston sports club before school and like work out and workouts were like, let's do the elliptical for 40 minutes. Right. (laughs) Why 444? I don't know. I think. I think it was just like a fun because we had to get up early to make it, you know, before school. Yeah. And we were like, oh, four, four, the four, four, four. Oh it was just like God. a thing we created. Wow. Yes. And then Watch I, out. That might start a trend. I know. God, please, people don't do that. And then, we, you know, eating lean cuisines and things like that, you know. But then I would also eat like cinnamon buns and ramen noodles. So anyways. And so after high school and college. College is when I really started to become more aware of like my body and wanting to be thinner and smaller and again, just never feeling like confident at all or of really my body or who I was. And I would do things like, oh God, I would take like the ephedrine before going to the gym and do like those crazy three-day juice cleanses. Like God knows what was in them. I remember times where like I'd have some sort of event where I had to be dressing up or wearing a dress. So I like would try not to eat for a full day and just drink water and just a very unhealthy relationship in general with my body. And I also just, I drank way too much and partied way too much and just didn't have a whole lot of self-respect like for myself. And I also just like always jumped around to different friend groups. And I think that was part of it is like, I jumped to one group and try to fit in. And then I jumped to another group and kind of try to fit in. So after like my I guess like junior, senior year, I finally did find a group of like really solid girlfriends and started to kind of come into myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I also joined the honors fraternity, which was really great for me. That was another group of people that I feel like for the first time really like saw and accepted who I was and like really valued the things that made me stand out and special. And so that was Mm -hmm. really a cool experience. Um, And then around senior year, I started, I started getting into running and I always worked out like we had boxing classes at the gym and spin classes. And, you know, so I always did that. But senior year is also when I was like, okay, I just gained all this college weight. And so after I graduated, all I wanted to do was lose that weight. So I did Weight Watchers. I did South Beach. That's when I was doing like low fat, putting Splenda in my coffee. Oh, so gross. Oh my God. Eating. Did you do the like low fat, low sugar, like pudding ever? With what? I don't, we would like, in, in college, we would, it was like low fat, no sugar, like zero calorie pudding. I don't know how you make zero calorie anything. No. I don't know what was in it. And we'd make like zero big calories. bowls with like Cool Whip. Oh my God. <laughs> so gross. Or maybe I had like 10 calories. Oh my so God. disgusting. And we would like eat that all the time. So yeah, I was like, I ate some That's gross so stuff. It was so gross. So gross. And we do like, you know, crystal light and vodka and mm-hmm. just like all that stuff. So disgusting. 
So then I, then though I started running, um, I did like my first 10 K and I was like, I'm actually pretty good at this. And I really did enjoy it. It was just a cool way for me to de-stress and, you know, I don't know. It was just a new thing that I was good at. And I was really, I was never really good at like sports or anything growing up. I never, again, I never really found like my identity. So I kind of found this thing running and I really loved it and I was pretty good at it. And I started just identifying with that. And that's when I started reading more about nutrition. And so I changed my diet and instead of doing like low fat, I did start doing more just like, you know, cooking with olive oil instead of, I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) And, um, and I would do like whole grains, you know, like whole wheat and, you know, a lot of things like that. I wasn't eating red meat at the time because I didn't eat red meat for like 10 years. Um, but I would do like, you know, chicken breast and brown rice and whole grain bread and, thought if I bought it at Trader Joe's that that meant it was healthy. (laughs) So it was at least better than I was doing before, but in retrospect, looking back, like still wasn't great. So when I did that, I I lost a ton of weight. Like my body entirely changed and I started just getting a lot of questions. Sorry guys, there's a thunderstorm. Actually crazy. (laughs) Colorado weather. You just never know. (laughs) Telling your dark history. It's going to get, who knows, going to pop in here. Ghosts and spirits. (laughs) (laughs) No, you've got like, you know, like crystals and stuff. You'll you'll keep us safe. Yeah, I will. I'll rake you the shit out of the demons. (laughs) Um... So yeah, I started getting a lot of compliments and, but that's when I really realized that like, I, I enjoyed having conversations around like health and fitness and people were just asking me like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, you look great. And like, looks like you feel really great. Um, which was cool. And I was like, you know, I really like this. And I like talking to people about food and I like cooking. And that's when I started thinking about like, Oh, I, you know, doing this as a living would be really great. Um, and that's kind of when I found IAN as well. But while this was happening, um, I just had this fear of like gaining that weight back. Mm -hmm. And I really attached to like the compliments I was getting about my body. And so after a while it became a really unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. And not only was I running, I was, I mean, I was doing like three to four half marathons a year. I ran two marathons and then, you know, I'd, I'd run at least three to four days a week. And if I wasn't running over six miles, I like didn't even count it as a run. Wow. And then in addition to that, I was taking spin classes and doing power yoga and I got certified to teach spin. So I was teaching spin classes as well. And I remember I would go to teach a spin class and it's an hour long class and you're on the bike the whole time. And I would go before and like run for 30 minutes, like do some weights and then go teach an hour long spin class. How did you have energy? <laughs> you know what? I asked myself that too. And I'm like, really? Cause I did, yeah. I had it and I'm like, what? I had, I don't know, yeah. but well, I mean, caught up with you. it well, definitely caught I up mean, with I'm, me. I'm yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that went on for a really long time. And then when I started working at that holistic practice, um, the first thing for me in terms of just like signs that my body was obviously under stress is my hair. I mean, my hair just like thinned falling out to the point that like I would cry in the mirror every day. Like I was like, I would like look at pictures and be like, what is happening? I just don't understand. So when I started working at the holistic practice, I learned about, um, well, first of all, that's when I learned more about like the macro thing. So I was eating a ton of like beans cause I thought they were protein, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, Oh, okay. Beans are actually a carb, not a protein. And they actually can be hard to digest. So I did start eating more of like a quote unquote paleo mm-hmm. type of diet. Um, and that's when I started learning about like thyroid health mm-hmm. and your hormones. Um, so my hair was the first sign and then I stopped taking birth control and didn't get my period. Mm-hmm. That was another sign. I was always freezing. Like my hands and feet were always freezing. So I kind of learned there that like I probably had some thyroid imbalances and hormone imbalances. And I recognized that I was 
most likely overexercising and inadvertently kind of under eating. Mm-hmm. I never, I never had like what I would call an eating disorder, but it would be more of the on lines of, Oh, if I don't run tonight, like I can't have that glass of wine tonight or like, you know, I'd have to work out to earn my food yeah. pretty much. Like so exactly. Yeah. So I made some changes. Like I started running less, but what I would do for a long time is like I'd run less, but then I would just do more hot yoga or more spin. You know, I just like replace it with something else. So I made some changes and, you know, didn't really see a whole lot of improvement. Like my hair didn't really start to grow back or anything. I didn't get my period for over two years. And I was also super stressed out. I mean, that's when I was at that job and I wasn't seeing eye to eye with the owner and I moved home. And again, now that I know more about stress, like it, it makes a lot of sense that I was experiencing this. So then I moved out to Denver and that's when I really started. I had I didn't even know what bloating felt like for like my whole life, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Like clients would come in all the time when I was at that practice being like, I'm bloated, I'm bloated. And I didn't understand what they're, what they meant. Yeah. And then when I moved out here, that's when like my gut stuff started happening. Like I was bloating and constipated and I was like, what is going on? So I reached out to a local NTP, Sean Miner, who actually we both know that's how I met Sean. And yeah, I met with her and she pretty much was like, you you need to stop exercising and start eating more. <laughs> like, is that's pretty much what she told me point yeah. blank in obviously kind of like a more supportive way. Yeah. And again, it's like, I kind of listened, but not totally, yeah. you know? And um, so it's like, I made small changes, but I just never, I was still so attached because at this time I was still a size zero and I still was quote unquote thin. And I just like, because of that, I just ignored the other stuff. I was like, it's just not as important. And then I started working here at a software company, was dating a guy there and we broke up and then I had to work with him and I was living in this really toxic household and I just kind of spun into this like really bad place again. And I remember I was like, I was on a run because my, my mentality was, okay, I went through this breakup. So, oh, I just need to, I need to start working out more and just like get myself feeling, you know, quote unquote good again to almost to try to, I don't know, prove something who knows. And I was on this run and I was like, Jess, you've done this over and over and over. And like, it hasn't worked. And at that point, my gut issues really were really bad. And then I actually ended up gaining like 20 pounds in like six months out of nowhere, like didn't change anything. And it wasn't, you know, like I, I did gain some weight along the lines to like get my period back, which I needed to, but this was that just like inflammation, uncomfortable weight. So I ended up doing more testing had severe adrenal fatigue, um, you know, low thyroid, which I already knew, had a parasite. Um, after the parasite, I then had bad bacteria that I had to handle. So it was just everything. Like my body just kind of fell apart. And that was really like the wake up call of like, okay, I really need to alter like my entire lifestyle and I need to do some serious inner work and figure out like where, where all this is stemming from and like, mm-hmm where along the lines I just stopped having respect for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing that really happened to me that, and I think getting out of that relationship was really eye-opening because the whole time I was super insecure. You know, I always was like trying to feel like I had to make him want to spend time with me and make him like me more make him love me more. And I, and I would do that a lot. You know, I'd get in these relationships where I feel like I felt less than, and I felt insecure, but I would stay in them and feel like, Oh, if I just work out a little bit more, if I just do this or do that, like then they'll, they'll like me more then they'll want to stay with me or just like a really pretty much just fucked up relationship with like myself and, and men and whatever. So, so yeah, that brought me to the last like two years really has mm-hmm. just been healing my gut, healing my body, slowing down and really taking a look at just like that inner, inner work. 
Okay, well, let's dive into, like, what you did. Because mm. I think when you're describing the place where you were at, where you were like, this is my wake-up call, and, you're, mm. you know, your gut's all fucked up, and your <laughs> hormones, and you're just like, I just gained 20 pounds, I have nowhere, I didn't mm-hmm. change anything. I think a lot of people listening can relate to that. Totally. So, like, walk me through what you did to to heal, and what did that look like? Yeah. You know, it was a lot of things. I think a really big one is... I had to just let go of control a little bit and like find trust, you know, for my whole life, I was just fighting against my body and always trying to change it. Mm -hmm. And it was just this kind of realization of like, this isn't working, you know, like I can't continue to fight against my body. Um, I will say like learning about, you know, how stress impacts your hormones and your blood sugar and your adrenals and the amount of, you know, that like exercise is a stressor and the thoughts you're having about yourself are stressors and like all these things. So learning about that was really helpful. Just understanding like physically what it was doing in my body was like, Oh, well no shit. I feel terrible. You know, like I've literally been beating myself up. I love the analogy of like, you know, it's like your body is a cup and you can fill, fill, fill. But if you never empty the cup, it's eventually going to overflow. Mm -hmm. So that was big for me. Just like understanding that. Um, and it was a lot of, you know, I read a lot of books just like, books about the like um you're a badass by Jen Sincero, you know, learning more about like the law of attraction and manifesting and that's the other thing I I'm not religious. I don't come from a religious family. So I never really connected with any sort of like spirituality. Mm-hmm. So I really connected with that, this idea of just like trusting the universe and like knowing that things are gonna work out and really tapped into that, which was really helpful for me. Um talking about it too. Like it's so isolating to have these awful thoughts about yourself and just like keep them in your own head. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I reached out, like I worked with different therapists and other practitioners because trying to change those stories that you have about yourself by yourself is impossible, literally impossible. Like I tell people this all the time and it's a lot of consistency, you know, like just I created self-care practices for myself that worked, whether it was saying mantras out loud or journaling them or doing things like dry brushing to just connect with my body more, Um, you know, looking at myself in the mirror, like looking at my body naked and just getting really comfortable with that, even though it was so uncomfortable in the beginning. And it's so, it's so hard, you know, cause you have those days where you go back and you're just like, this is never going to work. I'm never going to feel good about myself. And like, it's, it can seem really hopeless, but I just really think the message I want to send is you just, you have to be consistent and like, mm-hmm. it doesn't change overnight because you've literally created these thoughts and stories for your entire life. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that mental aspect of things was more important than anything else? Cause I'm sure you did made physical mm-hmm. changes too. <clears throat> totally. Cause I got to this place where, you know, I got rid of the parasite and mm-hmm. I, you know, focused on healing my adrenals and it, it's like I had improvement and then kind of hit a ceiling mm-hmm. where I was still, for me, it was the bloating. Mm-hmm. Like I was just all the time. I couldn't figure it out like where it was coming from. And, and I was just reaching for everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I need to go back on this diet or do this supplement or trying like all the fixes, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's acupuncture or, you know, massage or this or that, you know, trying all the things, but it's like, yes, you can use those modalities Mm -hmm. for sure. But if you're not really doing them for the right reasons and you're not really doing that, like more inner work, like you Mm -hmm. can only get so far. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's funny because my stomach is like the one area that I have 
always judged no matter what. Like no matter how thin I was, I always wanted a flatter stomach. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, I have this bloating and these stomach issues and like, but I've literally hated my stomach for my entire life. So absolutely, like that's so huge. And that's that's such a big part of my practice too, is like, yes, I can tell you the dietary changes you need to get your period back and to balance your hormones. But if you're not, you know, doing the rest of it, you can only like, that's only going to get you so far. Yeah. So to get rid of your bloating, was it really the mindset shift? Like a rid of it, you think? Yeah. I mean, it was that it was also kind of like stepping into what I want to do, like with my life. You know, I think a lot of women, especially just get caught up in like societal demands and what we think we should be doing, you know? So I was at this software company and I was just really burnt out and I was, you know, doing NTP and trying to build a business and trying to work and trying to still heal myself. And so I think it was a lot of too, like when I finally started doing what I know I'm meant to do and was excited about doing, well, that was another huge factor for me. Yeah. And I think it's really like common for women to have some of these like goals and aspirations and just be like too afraid to even say them out loud. Mm -hmm. So that was another big piece for me is really like, and I think it comes down to trusting myself and having that confidence in myself to like go do that. And like, if you had told me two years ago to go do that, I would have been like, no way I could never do that, you know? And, but I'd be looking at all these other people around me doing it and being like, Oh, I want that. Like I want that. Um, but didn't have like the trust or confidence in myself to do it. 100%. Well, so are you familiar with chakras? Yeah. yeah, not like, I mean, a little bit. I'm not like super, but I actually was just working with a client on some chakra stuff. Yeah, so and this is like, you know, your solar plexus mm-hmm. is your digestive system, is your self-confidence. That's yep. what I try to explain to everybody. And you're, like, that's what you just said is a perfect example. It was mm-hmm. like, you need to step into your self-confidence. Yeah. To, so do you really think like that was what made it go away? Like, I'm trying to be clear for people, like, <laughs> you know, because I know people are listening, like, but I'm sure she did something else, like. And like, be honest, yeah. like, did you make any other dietary changes or something? You know, changes? it's funny. I, when I, more, most recently I did do, I did another stool test cause mm-hmm. I was like, oh, something, something isn't working. Something is working. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had candida. Mm-hmm. I was on a candida protocol for a month, like super strict, like mm-hmm. all the supplements, diet, everything. And I did not feel any difference, mm-hmm. um, like at all. And, and again, that was around the time where like, I just started the business. So I was on, I was, I was, and I was that's the other thing about like my personality. I think a lot of us that a are entrepreneurs and B have this history of like this disordered relationship to food and Mm -hmm. exercise is just putting so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. So that's another big piece for me is I've literally had to like change my personality almost and just have compassion for myself. So when I first started this business, I did what I was doing my whole life to my body. I started comparing it to everyone around me, to people that have had businesses for years, you know? And so that I think was around that time was, was creating this bloating. And for me, I've recognized that like the bloating is how my body responds to stress. Mm-hmm. And I can, the, the second I have a day where I take on too much or overbook myself or like, don't do my morning routine or don't do my morning meditation, the bloating starts mm-hmm. like every time, hands down. So, so yeah, it's like certainly like I eat, you know, I eat a good diet. Like I am pretty quote unquote paleo. And, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I did that candida for a whole month and literally felt no different. And it wasn't until I recognized like, Oh shit, what am I doing again? I'm comparing myself and putting all this pressure on myself and not taking care of myself. 
I hope you guys are enjoying this chat with Jess so far. I want to take a brief pause to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals, which I know you've heard me talk about so many times. My obsession continues. If you have not tried products from Beekeepers Naturals yet, I'm not sure what you're waiting for because these are life-changing products and must-haves and I cannot live without them and I'm very passionate about other people trying them out because once you do, you're going to fall in love, you will never go back and you will be so excited the way I am so excited. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company that specializes in creating a line of supplements and natural remedies that utilize the power of bee products, which have so many benefits. If you haven't already listened to my podcast with Carly Stein, the founder of Beekeepers Naturals, definitely go check out episode 206 where she dives deep into all the things that bee products can do. That episode is definitely mind-blowing and I know a lot of you have said that like changed your life to learn all of that information and even if you already use bee products, you might not be using them to their full potential. So that podcast is awesome for learning all the ways you can use them. My all-time favorite product from Beekeepers Naturals is their Propolis Throat Spray. This is truly nature's antibiotic, and I feel like this does everything. It is amazing for natural immune support, and I feel like a lot of things are marketed as, oh, immune-boosting immune support. No, no, no. This is real deal. Propolis is the immune system of the beehive. It has to be very strong because if anything enters the beehive that should not be there, that could compromise the health and safety of the bees, the propolis has to get rid of that. Like if a dead mouse gets in the beehive, the propolis gets rid of all that bacteria. I know that's intense, but my point is that propolis is very, very powerful and it has incredible germ-fighting properties. So you don't even need that much and it has a really beneficial effect in the body. It's nature's ultimate defender. I use this every single day. I spray five to ten sprays in my mouth every morning and later in the day, sometimes three times a day, just for constant immune boosting effects, constant immune support. Also, if you deal with inflammation or any autoimmune diseases, can be great for constantly supporting your immune system, great for prevention, but also if I ever feel like I'm going to start to get sick, if I'm extra stressed out or I'm really tired, I haven't been sleeping enough, or if I'm traveling a lot or I'm around a lot of germs, if you're an athlete, any, any type of situation like that that can compromise your immune system, I will double up on my dosage and just go for it because this stuff works. You can also use it topically on any scars or cuts or scrapes or wounds or even acne and it helps to naturally get rid of it. It's amazing for skin as is their Bee Powered Hive Superfood Complex, which is killer as a face mask because it has all of the beneficial properties. But I also take it every single day just for all the different health effects because Bee Powered combines all the different superfoods from the hive. So there is the propolis, which supports the immune system. It has royal jelly, which nourishes your brain, really great for brain function and memory and concentration, as well as great for the skin, 
Royal Jelly is one of the oldest hacks for beautifying your skin. And there's bee pollen, which is a great source of amino acids and really energizing, great for energy throughout the day. And then, of course, their signature raw enzymatic honey, which has so many different antioxidants. So I just take a teaspoon of that every day and get all those benefits and I've just really noticed that my energy is much higher throughout the day. I just feel better. I like to take it before a workout as a clean source of fuel and I just can't say enough good things about this stuff. They also have their or Brain Fuel which is a great caffeine-free alternative to something like coffee if you want to boost your brain function and you don't want to have any caffeine you just want an all natural caffeine free brain boost to enhance your memory your cognition your performance concentration then the belixir is what you need it's a natural nootropic and this stuff works i like that it boosts my brain but doesn't make me shaky or give me excess energy like the way caffeine could so I can still sleep after it's just like my brain gets sharper my my brain fog will go away if I'm super tired this stuff works and you just want to take it ideally with maybe a meal something that contains healthy fats because it's fat soluble and I usually take about half a vial to one vial a day depending how intensely I need to concentrate but you guys know me I pump out a lot of content every week I have so many different parts to my business and this stuff really fires me up I also highly recommend their superfood cacao honey if you love honey with a little chocolate flavor who doesn't love chocolate and their bee chill hemp honey which is their raw enzymatic honey mixed with a high potency hemp oil I love taking some honey, whether it be their raw signature honey or the superfood cacao honey or the bee chill honey before bed just to support my sleep. It replenishes your glycogen stores. This can help a lot if you struggle with waking up in the middle of the night. A lot of times people wake up in the middle of the night not because they actually have to go to the bathroom, which is what they think, but just because their bodies go into kind of crisis mode because their glycogen is depleted. And the body is looking for a fuel. So this actually can help to kind of balance out your blood sugar while you sleep um, in a way. And that can help with, with your sleep. It's a fun little sleep hack. So if you're interested in trying Beekeepers Naturals products, which, I mean, you definitely need to because these are my lifeline. I highly recommend you guys know very serious about this. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash CRW and you can use my code CRW for 15% off. Again, that is beekeepersnaturals.com, B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash CRW and use my code CRW for 15% off. And if you have found other ways to use your Beekeepers Naturals products, whether that be the Propolis, the Bee Powered, let me know because I am all about using these products in new ways. I'm obsessed with them. I always have multiples stocked up because one time I ran out of Propolis and I honestly did not know what I was going to do. I was I was so upset. I felt like I couldn't function. So... Uh, it's safe to say I I really, truly love this stuff. If you ever see my apartment, I have just basically a whole cabinet full of propolis just so I never run out. It's also ideal for travel. It's TSA friendly and again, great for immunity and anything with my skin. So I for sure brought this to Denver when I was with 
I actually remember now when I was in Denver, I brought like three containers of it because it tastes so good and it, it helps with your immunity. So it was much needed. All right. Now that I told you a little bit about Beekeepers Naturals, let's go ahead and hop back into this conversation with Jessica Kristen. Do you think, like you had mentioned, you gained like 20 pounds, like all this mm. inflammation weight. So did that slowly come off as you were working through all this stuff emotionally? Or was did that come off as you got rid of the parasite and the candida? Or what was happening there? Mm, that was a combination. The mm-hmm. biggest thing for that one was I stopped running. Like literally stopped running. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, I haven't run since that's a lie I did go for a quick one the other day because I was mm-hmm. feeling really good I just wanted to get outside I stopped running um I started strength training I found mind pump who we both love yeah. <laughs> um and I just really started learning about like how the impacts of over exercising and cardio and now I'm in this place where it's really cool like I feel like I I know when I'm more stressed out and I know like what movements my body needs. Mm -hmm. But the biggest one for me in terms of the weight and inflammation was quitting the cardio, doing the strength training in combination with everything else. But I want to like drive that home that that was huge for a while. I mean, there was a point where I was just walking and doing yoga Mm -hmm. um, and my body needed that to reduce the stress. Like it needed it. How, how long did that take? Was that something you noticed a big difference immediately or? No, it took time. And like, that can be frustrating. And I, you know, work with women all the time. It's like, you know, they do it for two months and they're like, okay, can I start working out again? And I'm like, well, first of all, uh, most of them for me after a week. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I okay. After a week, can I start? I'm like, no, can no, I start no. now? You're like, yeah. mm, no. Um, I'm like, well, we'll check in another week. Exactly. Not. So no, it was, yeah, it was a long, I'd say it was a solid year probably. You know, I saw changes in like my energy. That was big, you know, cause I, when I was in the midst of all of this, it was like I would go for a hike and be on the couch and couldn't move. You know, mm-hmm. I was so exhausted. Um, so getting my energy back was big. Um, you know, he- seeing my gut starting to heal. And then, yeah, slowly the inflammation just came down and like my body just kind of came back to where it naturally wants to be. Yeah. I think it's, I just, it's really helpful for people to hear this mm-hmm. because I think, you know, people always ask, like, how do you, it'll be like, well, was quitting exercise hard? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Course. It's really hard. Yeah. So <laughs> what would you say to someone who's asking you that? Like, how did you yes. get through that? You know? So I love this question because I know what I did. And I think what a lot of women do is I tied my entire identity to that. Mm-hmm. And I really forgot like who I was outside of that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't even think I ever discovered who I was outside of that. Mm-hmm. So I really view it as like this beautiful place of the amount of time that you're spending exercising mm-hmm. is taking up so much of your life that now you can then use this time to figure out like what makes you tick and what makes you excited. Yeah. And a lot of my clients, I've worked with a lot of um, CrossFitters actually, like mm-hmm. competitive CrossFitters or CrossFitting six to seven days a week. I have, this makes me so happy. One of my clients, when we first started, she was at the gym six to seven days a week. Her husband coached there and it was their entire life. And in working together, she wasn't getting her period. She was having awful gut issues, exhaust, like all the things. Mm-hmm. And so we slowly started to wean, you know, she went down to like, you know, three days there and then doing her own work. She just slowly started to wean out and she started spending time alone again. She's like, I don't remember the last time I spent like alone, you know, and she went to, you know, like a yoga class at a, a local place and like met people that talked to people that she'd never like really met before and realized that like her community, her CrossFit community was super toxic and she was tied, she tied everything to that and it was super competitive and people were kind of catty and she just realized like it wasn't even making her happy anymore. Um, 
so that was really cool because she got to really discover like who she was outside of that and like spend time alone. And our last conversation, she stopped going altogether. And then her husband just gave his notice and isn't even going to be coaching there anymore. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that a weird sense of, I'm curious what you think about this because sometimes I get so excited when my clients will like quit their job. I know. <laughs> friends. I'm like, yes. Um, I don't know sure if I should feel bad about this responsibility, like the influence yeah. you can have over someone's life. Like, it's huge. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's literally like, they literally say things like Jess, I have not, I haven't felt happy mm-hmm. in years. Like, Oh my God, I'm feeling myself. Like yeah. I had another girl who went to a pottery class and she's like, I forgot how much I love pottery. Just, yeah. it's so, yeah. It's just like, you can't really put words to it. Yeah. Like that's amazing. But then it's also like, I'm like, should I I feel bad that I just I know influenced like a breakup mm, sorry but I, d- I don't feel bad but because you're happy that dude was not good for you <laughs> that's why you need to work with a coach because totally because sometimes it's too hard to do that yourself and you kind of need someone to like put the blame on yeah it goes wrong and I'm like that's fine it's not gonna blame go me. wrong blame yeah me, you know you know that's another thing that like I've been talking about a lot lately with people because and again maybe this is more of a women thing I just it just it drives me nuts and also makes me sad when I talk to women who are like, literally they're like, Jess, I feel terrible. Like I, I'm exhausted all the time. I'm bloated. Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And then you talk about working there. They're like, Oh, I can't afford it. Or I don't have the time. Oh my and I'm God. like, dude, if I hear that yeah. one more time, like are, you can't afford not to like, yeah. you just that like investing in yourself is what else is there? You know, and I guarantee you, whatever amount you're going to pay to work with me or to work with you, you're going to spend that yeah. going to doctors, buying the supplements, you know, or on other shit. Like, yeah. it just blows my mind. Don't even get me. <laughs> it's the worst. I don't even. I used to like get upset and try and like yeah. logic, like explain to people, and now I'm like yeah. If you say that, you're just not ready. No, so totally. I'm like, I, yeah. Sorry, I'm not gonna. You're not ready. I'm not gonna convince you. No. Like. It's not my job. You know, like you're only ready if you're willing to invest in yourself. You come to me and yeah. like to kiss me, someone who's ready to heal, the money isn't a question. Hell no. Like, and I'm, nope. like I'm a poor college student. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I was a poor college student. Too, <laughs> but guess what? Like my life was more important to me. Yeah. You know? Yep. And like, what's more important to you? Going out for drinks with your friends on Friday or like pulling yourself together and not hating yourself? Yep. You know? Like, yep. I'm so over this excuse. Of, I don't it have drives me like, nuts. Guess what? You're not that special. Like no one <laughs> had like the amount of people who have all the money in the world is much smaller than most people. Right. And all these people who are getting help, who are working with professionals, they're just making it work because mm-hmm. they prioritize themselves. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what to tell you. And any successful person that you've seen. Yeah has a coach anyone like we've we had coaches for our health journeys Mm -hmm. I just hired a business coach Mm -hmm. like it's just it's so important I know I talk about this I feel like with every coach I talk to it's like all coaches need coaches oh for sure that's why they succeed in like what you're saying like the highest achievers in the world like whatever their industry is they have coaches in every aspect of their Mm -hmm. life and like you need that support yeah people don't understand that to make more of yourself, like emotionally, spiritually, like financially, mm-hmm. you have to invest at the beginning. It's like building yep. a business. It's <clears> like PD counter, for instance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to spend the money to sign up. I'm like, well, you have to invest in a business to make money. Or right. like people start a coaching, like, well, I don't want to pay for a web designer. I'm like, <laughs> well, guess what? Like, this is how you make a business. Like you put money into it. Yeah. And that just comes from a place of you don't have enough self-confidence that you're going to make the money back. Yeah. Like, that's negative energy to put into the universe, yeah. in my opinion. I'm like, if you have to go be like, of course I'm going to make this money back. I'm going to pay a couple grand for a nice website because duh, yeah. I'm going to get clients. If you're going into it scared, like, no, I can't afford it because I won't make that money back. But I'm like, 
you're not going to attract them in. Yeah. In my opinion. I ugh, I could not agree more. I mean, first of all, money's energy, like yeah. anything else. It really is. People just need to get over this money thing. Like so everything hard. about it. Like we all want money. We all need money. No, yeah. it's not going to like bring you happiness. I get that. But like it brings you opportunity. And it, like, mm-hmm. I just think it's such bullshit when people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about wanting to make money. I'm like, we all like, we all yeah. want to make money, like get over it. Yeah. Um, and just this like, be, oh, I don't have enough. There's not enough. Like just a scarcity mindset. Yeah. It's just so nuts. It's total fear, scarcity. And it comes back to limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. whether it's about yourself or your relationship to money, but it is, it's the self-worth. It's like not, not having the confidence to invest in yourself and like trust that you can do that yeah. and make it work. Why do you think so many people have that scarcity mindset? I don't know. I, you know, I feel like it's a lot of things like society, you know, I feel like there's this drive of like, Oh, you should always save. You should always save, like stop buying the lattes. Cause like you're wasting all this money and it's like, okay, fine. Even then though, right. You save. And then like, what, you're not spending it. Like you're not enjoying your life. Yeah. Like what? I don't, I don't understand. Exactly. And then I think it also just as with anything, it's usually family, you know, how your family, how you grew up around money, what your parents' relationship was. I actually just interviewed a financial advisor for my podcast, Mm -hmm. but he takes a really cool approach to like more like holistic approach to money. So he literally talks to his clients about like what their limiting beliefs are around money and what their goals are. And this idea of like attaching meaning to it. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to be like, Oh, I want to make 10 grand a month. It's another reason to be like, I want to make 10 grand a month so that I can travel whenever I want and buy organic groceries and, you know, like buy the car that I want, whatever your thing is, Mm -hmm. you know, so like really attaching meaning behind it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think money is also associated with like fear and greed. It's just like been, that's like kind of how our society has viewed it for so long for whatever reason. Yeah. 100%. I was just having this conversation earlier with someone for beauty counter. I was on a new consultant and she's like, I just feel like bad. Like I feel like, I'm doing something bad because I'm selling products. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, so do you feel guilty when you charge someone for your nutrition consulting services? And she was like, well, no. And I'm like, how is this any different? Right. You're not trying to dupe anyone. Or like, when you go to Nordstrom and you buy a shirt, (laughs) are you like, this this person is gross. They're making (laughs) Like, no. This is just how the world works. Like, all of us humans are all doing jobs. We pay each other. We're all making it work. Like, I don't know. It's really interesting. I do mm-hmm. think family plays a lot into it, though. Yeah, it, it really does. I think just as with everything. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, my parents. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, I think the money conversation is very, very interesting. And it also, is. it's like people will say, here's the, the funny thing. They'll be like, I don't have the money for it. And I'm like, so if, like, Justin Bieber, like, is having, <laughs> having a concert next week and he just found out and it's, like, limited tickets and he's your favorite, you would probably just, like, pull – out of your ass and make it work. You'd be like, I'm going to make it work. Right. But like when your health is screaming in your face, you're like, I can't make it work. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but like it always, it works out. So yeah, I like that. I should start pulling that with people. So where's you become an Uber driver? (laughs) Or like nanny or like, there's so many ways to make money. It's insane. A joke, but also serious. It's like, you can make money off of doing anything. It's just like, are you willing to work for it? And I think honestly, a lot of it's a laziness. Mm. It's just being lazy. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, who aren't ready to, I'm like, it's not that you don't have the money. It's that you're afraid to get better. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. I really think like, yeah, people get trapped in like identifying with Mm -hmm. feeling like shit or Mm -hmm. whatever, having AIP or having this or having that. And like they, it's this like, yeah, they're, they're trapped in it. It's that, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
I mean, they identify with it. Yeah, like, victim, that like yeah, victim mindset. Yeah, the victim mindset for sure. And also it's like there's something, people say they want help, but then it's like the subconscious, you know, if you hire someone, mm. okay, almost everyone knows exactly what they need to do on the surface to heal. Yep. You know, like, you know, like, I have to stop exercising. I have to eat some more food. <laughs> but you don't want to face that. And you you know, subconsciously, mm-hmm. if I pay this person, they're going to tell me all these things that I know deep down and I'm scared to hear and I'm scared mm-hmm. to fall through with. Totally. You know, so it's, that's what really it is. It's are you ready to heal and make a change? Yep. You know, and hear that. Well, it's because like the surface level stuff is easy. It's like, oh, just yeah. tell me the diet change or tell me this, tell me that. Mm-hmm. But what it also comes down to is, taking ownership mm-hmm. that like you're some of this you're bringing on yourself mm-hmm. you know because you are like it's these are your stories your mindset it's it's all you not to say that like you should blame yourself mm-hmm. but taking ownership and like facing those things is something that a lot of people aren't ready to do and honestly a lot of people will never do yeah it's true sad truth mm-hmm. i think that's also important like i think a lot of people don't understand what it's like to work with a holistic practitioner yeah where i'm like i'm a therapist yeah I mean, i'm not actually a therapist <laughs> i mean they're, they're legitimate therapists listening to this who Thank you for your work. But, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's so much of it is just is mm-hmm. talking and helping them break through those limiting beliefs yep. and working into like the root cause issue emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, it takes me what one appointment to go through nutritionally, do this. Oh yeah, body That's movement, easy. do this. But like everything else, I mean, yeah. do you have that same experience? Like, most of your work is kind of therapy-ish oh yeah like I the conversations that I actually have around like what you should be eating are Mm -hmm. minimal same Mm -hmm. it's like in the beginning okay cool like let's make these tweaks to balance things and Mm -hmm. then it's all the other stuff like Mm -hmm. and that's really like my I'm I'm kind of like rebranding a little bit and I was talking to my business coach and I was like you know like yeah I help people with nutrition and you know getting their periods back and whatever but what really is amazing is helping these women like step into their identity and their power and work through this, you know, and just like, it's so amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. And so he was like, yeah, you're like liberating them. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, so I've kind of dubbed it like the liberated woman. Like mm-hmm. I really want to help women like liberate themselves and feel just like free in every mm-hmm. part of their life and like mm-hmm. not obsessed with food and exercise in their bodies and yeah. having that like hold them back. So with HA, what do you, is, do you find a common thing that you work on with most of your HA clients and like that's helping them actually overcome it or what do you what do you feel like is the main thing Mm, yeah totally I mean with HA I feel like 99% of the time it's you've got a history of just really poor body image Mm -hmm. and a poor relationship with food and exercise so a lot of the work I do with women with HA is just like reconnecting with their bodies you know and like listening to their body and like learning to love their body and work with their body and not against their body. So mm-hmm. a lot of the work I do with that is around um, body connecting and like limiting beliefs that they've formed around themselves for so long. Another common thing theme I see with that, because it is generally like over-exercising, under-eating is again, just this idea of control. Like mm-hmm. they want to control that. That can stem from, you know, behaviors from mom or something that happened when they were younger. So just like really like diving into that. Mm-hmm. And I think with HA, and that's where like I get, you know, cause there's some books and stuff out there and they're like, all you have to do is eat more and stop working out. Mm-hmm. And you know, for some people that probably does work, but I just really feel really strongly that anyone dealing with, with HA most of the time has these other mm-hmm. like inner beliefs about themselves that they really need to work through. Yeah. I would agree with that. So when you talk about helping people reconnect with their bodies, like mm-hmm. what does that look like? Like mm. tangibly, like what are you having them do? Yeah. One thing I do with all of my clients on like our first or second call is we create mantras. So we talk about 
what are the negative thoughts you have around your body? You know, we talk about what those look like. And then we create kind of statements. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if you believe this statement or not. We're going to just create them right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ask them, how do you want to feel in your body? You know, because when I ask how they feel currently, a lot of times it's like, they don't even want to look at themselves in the mirrors. They feel like a stranger in their body. They feel, you know, whether it's, you know, too big or too whatever, or they don't trust their body or all these just terrible things. And it's like, how do you want to feel in your body? And usually it's like, I want to feel strong or I want to feel confident or I want to feel sexy or whatever it is. So we create mantras like specific to them based on like how they want to feel mm-hmm. about themselves and their body. Mm-hmm. We write them down. Usually I like to do like six to seven mm-hmm. and I have them like you are literally writing these down every single day. Like you wake up in the morning, you write them down. Sometimes I'll have them do like a voice memo and actually like listen to them. I'll have them put them on sticky notes and like put them around their, you know, mirrors because the thing when it comes down to it, like it's just, you've got to just rewire and retrain Mm -hmm. your thoughts. And like that happens with consistency, like, and, and repetition. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one. And then just other, a lot of these women too, are just like, they won't even look at themselves naked. You know, like they're afraid, especially when they start gaining a little bit of weight, which most women with HA like have to gain some weight to get their periods back. So things like spending time naked, um, dry brushing, you know, whether it's using essential oils. um, I love dancing is a really good one Mm -hmm. because I just feel like when you're just dancing like alone, it feels so good. It's so funny. Anytime I'm going through a time where I'm like just feeling like shit and it's like the last thing you want to do is start dancing. You're like, no, I don't. But then you start and it's like. It's, it's so freeing. So I'll have them do that. Um, so yeah, those are some of the kind of the, the tangible things that I, that I work with, with, with women. And I just like women helping women, like find tools that work for them. You know, everyone's different. So we'll just kind of play around and like see what works and what helps. And, but I had a client recently that, you know, she finally, after we were working there for a couple months and she's like, Jess, like I'm, I'm happy, you know, and I, I feel really good. And I asked what, helped and she mentioned she was like the journaling the dancing and she's like I just I've accepted that it's a process Mm -hmm. and I was like yes it is a process it doesn't happen overnight and it's always going to be like I still have days where I have old stories and beliefs coming back about my body and self-worth and whatever it's just that now I have the tools to you know as to what to do with them you know when that happens yeah and that's why I mean I think talking with someone like Mm -hmm. because it's what you're saying it's like you know retraining your thoughts and in order to do that you have to express them to someone who can show you how to change them because when you're in your own head thinking these things you don't know any other way to frame Mm -hmm. it but when you saying it to someone your coach can be like but do you see how that's wrong do you see how we could actually shift to this and you when you can start learning from that process right and that's why it's like so important i think to have this coaching side of things and mm-hmm. also all this self-work like you yeah. have to be doing both like you yeah. have to be journaling yourself and opening yourself that way we also need to be talking about it and communicating mm-hmm. with it and like being completely on it uh, like open and honest like and always you yeah. know um and it comes back to like the shocker self-expression mm-hmm. all of that yeah um i'm curious are there any like books or movies or like resources like that you would recommend to women who are struggling with body image um i mean i you're a badass like i said in the beginning is a great one um i mean heal that documentary heal on netflix isn't specific to body image but it that one's really powerful because it just shows like how your mindset really really impacts all of that um i guess i don't really have a ton like specific to body image 
Um, or just mindset. Like, yeah. Abraham Hicks. I just freaking love her. Like I always send my clients to like her YouTube channel yeah. too. And that's a big one for me is whatever I'm feeling. I'll literally just like Google Abraham Hicks, like yeah. sad, Abraham Hicks, lonely, Abraham yeah. Hicks, whatever. And she just has a really cool way of like flipping like that mindset yeah. and how you like view things. So hers like asking it is given is a good one. Um, the universe has your back. Like Gabrielle Bernstein. I love her. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my, like my yeah. big go-tos. I think I just like the other day listened to this, um, Abraham Hicks, like talk on like relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was like crying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, She's so good. This is what I needed. Right yes. Now. Yeah. I literally will have clients like message me like freaking out and I'm like, okay, search Abraham Hicks, put in your headphones and go for a walk yeah. and listen to it. I know. And it like, it works every time. Another thing that's great about like, this is a little going back to what we were just talking about with coaching is like people will say these things and it's like you ask, I always like to ask like, is that actually true? Yeah. You know, it's a really powerful question. And like, cause you'll say something like, Oh, like, uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, yeah. but like some, some negative story that you have about yourself. And it's like, is that actually true? And when you really, and it like ask it over and over and it's like in your mind, you're like, you finally realize, well, no, I guess no, it's not actually true. Yeah. So that's another tool that I like too, to yeah. use with people. It's the simple, it's the simple questions that are so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's also the simple techniques. Like yeah. people are like, uh, they're like, yeah, I know journaling. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, but really, yeah, but really like, it's really like, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, huge. You're saying it's too easy and you don't want to do it because you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, You Are Enough by Mandy Hill. That is another amazing one, especially if you have any, like, are single relationship issues at all. Oh, my God. That one is really, really good. Okay, I love that. Mm-hmm. Just, I think it's so helpful to give people, like, tangible resources. Yeah, it totally is. Um, what about in terms of like social media mm-hmm. and podcast nutrition and health information? Like, do you ever feel like you need to tell your clients to, like, stop. <laughs> yeah. I do a social media detox with all of my yeah. clients and I'm like, spend 30 minutes, go through your feed, unfollow anyone who like, isn't making you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like literally anyone. And like that feed should only be people making you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the other end of it where they come and they're like Googling and researching and freaking themselves out and like just stress them. And I'm like, listen, you hired me for a reason. Yeah. Let me do my job. Yeah. Like you don't need to do any yeah, of that. Like this is that. me. You can stop. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I work with so many people with chronic illness who are mm-hmm. just like, you're in too deep. Like I know yeah. you think it's some like obscure, like we have to tweak this little thing. And like, sometimes that can help. But mm-hmm. really the reason why you're still sick is because you're identifying with the illness and you're scared to not be ill anymore. Yeah. And like, you're just so wrapped up in it. And like, it's simpler than that. You yeah. Know? Like I was just telling my friend today, it's like, she's been struggling with these health issues for so long. And, um, made a ton of progress, but like always comes back to like, something goes up. Like, she's mm. just, like, do I have candida again? Like, do I have SIBO? Mm. Like what's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, you're just, this just keeps coming back yeah. because you don't believe you can get better. You just yeah. don't, you know, it's like, it's really that simple. Yeah. You know, I had a client recently and she's has AIP and did AIP super strict for a really long time. And, um, and then recently like kind of went off and wasn't feeling well. And then she's like, so I tried whole 30 this month, but then like, she's like, I just keep self-sabotaging like two, two weeks in, I, you know, had like a bunch of candy or whatever it was, but we kind of in, and this is where having that coach is so helpful in talking. We realized 
two things. A, she developed this fear because she was so strict for so long. She has this fear of like eating any foods outside of it are going to make her feel terrible. Um, and she also has this guilt of like, if she's not following it a hundred percent, then she's not succeeding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now we're getting to some of the, mm-hmm. what's really going on here. And now we can work with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always just so much yeah. deeper. And I also want to be clear though. I don't believe like I'm so into the mindset, the spiritual, like, but I'm, I also, I think people can get too far on the other side of the spectrum. Yes. I'm like, but also just because I think this is so important doesn't mean I don't think there's physical things. Like just, I don't, right. I right. think it's so important to eat like high quality diet and like, yeah, yeah if you go eat like, you can't energy work your way out of eating 12 Milky Way. <laughs> right, like right. Like, shit. like, yeah, you know, so I think sometimes people are like, well, are you just saying like, you can just, if you love yourself, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, no, no, you know, no. but like there are so many people who, just getting so nitpicky mm, like, yeah it's like if you eat an extra five grams of carbs like and you think that's the source of your health issues yeah. like like when you start getting scared of like sweet potato yeah. like that you know yeah and that's actually i'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing with ha is there's a lot of mindset out there that's like eat calories and it doesn't matter where they come from mm, and i'm like yeah, and i don't agree with that because yeah. ha is a hormone imbalance mm-hmm. too and like you need to support your thyroid and your adrenals and your hormones and like that is going to come from quality food. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the nutrition changes. Let's get back to mm-hmm. tangible, the earth yeah. right now. <laughs> nutrition changes you made in your healing journey. Yeah. What that was like. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, again, just having to get out of that mindset of like, it's like all I thought about was food for so long. Like I would literally plan out every meal. I'd lie in bed at night and like think about like, oh my God, what am I going to have for breakfast? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of just like letting go of that and just like being like, okay, I just really need to nourish my body and I want my body to just have like energy and, you know, understanding that like that was going to help my hormones rebalance. So it was a lot of adding in really healthy fats and proteins and, you know, carb sources like, you know, sweet potato and root vegetables and plantains and, and all of that. So again, not something that happens overnight, but it was really just kind of waking up and be like, Oh, what do I like? What does my body need? What do I want to eat today? Rather than like getting so rigid about like having to plan out every single meal. Yeah. Um, and eating when I was hungry, you know, there were times where like, I'd be hungry and be like, Oh my God, I can't have another snack or, you know, I didn't work out today. I can't eat this much. Yeah. And really just being like, okay, I'm hungry. So I'm going to eat. Speaking of hunger, I mean, I think a lot of people get, I have a lot of clients with AJ who get super nervous because mm. get them to start eating and like, I'm ravenous. Yeah. And I'm like, no this kidding. Is normal. Yeah. Like it's, it's a okay. good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you tell someone when they, they come to you saying that and they're freaking the fuck out? I'm like, that's actually a great sign. Cause actually the opposite can happen too. A lot of women with HA will be like, I'm just not hungry. They don't have an appetite cause their hunger cues are so off. So with me, I like celebrate that. I'm like, that is great. That's a sign that your metabolism is starting to work again and your hormones are starting to function again. Yeah. yeah. Like hunger is a good thing. And especially like with us in like our cycles, mm-hmm. like, especially depending on what time of, um, you know, what part of your cycle you're in, like hunger is great. Like you should be more hungry when you're, you know, ovulating and on all those things. So yeah, hunger cues are good. Yeah. I think where it gets, I mean, it's emotionally hard because for mm-hmm. a lot of girls, they're like, I, they, I have a lot of clients They get to the place. And I'm like, they're like, I'm just going to release control. I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. But they're like, I feel like I'm binging. Yeah. So I have that too. And I'm eating all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one where it's back to that kind of trust. It's like, just, you just have to trust your body and know that like, 
as long as you continue to listen and do what feels good, like you'll, it will balance out, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, that's where having someone to support you through that can be really helpful. Cause I've, yeah, same. I also have girls on the other end where they're like, they're so afraid of not eating enough that sometimes they are eating even when they're not hungry. And I'm like, listen, like this is the point of this isn't to create more stress, right? Make sure you're eating three meals a day. Make sure all those meals have a shit ton of healthy fats and proteins. Mm -hmm. And like, that's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And then what other than that, like eat when you are hungry, but don't like, don't force feed yourself, you know? Yeah. I can definitely come on both sides Mm -hmm. of the spectrum. Also, so did you ever try any like therapeutic diets? Like, did you ever do AIP or keto or like (laughs) low fat up or any of that? I think I've done every single one of those. Uh Okay. So like overall experiences, what takeaways? Um, you know, it's funny. I have never been on any sort of like protocol diet that has been like life changing Mm -hmm. by any means. Like, um, I did the keto thing, you know, when I had a lot of candida and parasite and was just dealing with hormone imbalances and it was fine. Like I love fat. I kind of naturally eat higher fat anyways. So, but I'd never, I never felt like, oh my God, I have so much energy and I'm sleeping so well. And mm-hmm. I never Are got some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I tested yeah. <clears throat> and it was harder. It was hard for me to get into ketosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was definitely there for, you know, different points and it just wasn't like groundbreaking for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, all right, like yeah. whatever. And then I did, I've done AAP a handful of times. One low FODMAP has helped me here and there. Um, you know, I've done that a couple times as well. And, and I have noticed some differences with that. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been one diet for me personally. That's just been like groundbreaking for whatever reason. But again, I think it comes back to like, there was just other shit that I needed to deal with. Um, but I will say like the, the key, more keto ish for like the parasite and candida and bacteria, um, did help, you know, just eating a little bit higher fat, lower carb. Yeah. So what, what are you doing now? What's your diet like now? Yeah. So I was still kind of fighting the candida. So, um, I'm, I'm still eating like a lower sugar. So more, you know, fats and proteins for sure. Um, but I have started adding back in, I'm trying to just do more of like quote unquote paleo, like Mm -hmm. eating real foods. And, you know, like I went out last weekend and had this gluten-free pita at a Mediterranean place that was to die for. (laughs) And like, I'll do, um, I've always done okay with dairy. So I'll do like raw dairy. Like I love, you know, raw grass fed cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a ton of just like obviously really high quality meats, avocados. I've been really into just like sweet potatoes and potatoes, Mm -hmm. plantains. So yeah, right now I'm just kind of trying to do what, what feels good for me. Wait, so did you like, your thyroid was off. Did you, mm-hmm. were you diagnosed with hypothyroidism or like, yeah, actually there was one natural, well, functional doctor mm-hmm. I went to who I went and she wanted to put me on thyroid meds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, because this was a, this is so insane. I, this is when I was having severe gut issues too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I understand my thyroid's off, but why am I bloated all the time? Yeah. And why am I not pooping? Yeah. <laughs> like there's something else going on. And yeah. I insisted that there was something else going on. She was like, mm-hmm. it's your thyroid. And she pretty much told me if I didn't take meds, I was never going to lose the weight and I was never going to feel good. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I insisted on doing more testing and that's when I found the parasite. Mm-hmm. So, um, gotta be growing up. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. hard because with thyroid and gut, it's like, yeah. which causes which it can be really right. hard to tell. Yeah, totally. But like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you convert your thyroid hormone in your gut. So it's super common to have yeah. both. I'm just like, anytime someone tells you the only way to get where you want to go is by taking a medication, just yeah. like 
double check. Yeah, please double check. (laughs) Look at the alternative route. And I remember being like, oh, like, well, can I come off it? And she's like, it's really hard to come off. So probably not. I was like, okay, that doesn't sound fun for me. Like, like no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But thyroid's so interesting. I mean, so many people have thyroid issues and I mean, it's all stress, you know, and it's just figuring out where that stress is coming from. Um, you know, and I tested after that and they were, you know, pretty much back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, actually I should probably retest just because I'm curious soon, but so what are, we're going to wrap up with this key things in your day, Mm. like to manage stress. Like what's Mm. important for you? Yeah. Oh, I like this one. Um, because I just want to preface with, I am a naturally very like high strung person. Like I naturally get into that stressed out state very easily. Um, I'm in the past would be the type of person that we were just talking before this, that my website was attacked by malware and it's gone in the past. Like, Oh my God, I would have freaked the fuck out, like freaked out. And I was kind of like, okay, that is not the best news, but like not ideal, uh, not ideal but we're going to deal with it. Yeah. Um, for me, um, a meditation practice has been huge. I know people hear meditation they're like, Oh, meditation, but it can be so many different things. I recently started doing, um, have you heard of Emily Fletcher, the Ziva technique? So she's really cool. She has a book called, um, stress less accomplish more. I think it is. And it teaches you it's 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the afternoon. So twice a day. And she kind of walks you through, you create like a mantra for yourself. And her whole thing is you don't need fancy app. You don't need music. You don't need this. Like you just need somewhere where you can like literally sit and close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really great for me. I know things like I love insight timer too. It's free, but definitely just like breathing and meditation. I mean, breathing period. So much of us just don't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like would be one of those ever. Things. I'm like, well, I haven't breathed in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what I've done is taken that and created just a really nice morning routine for myself. So I'll put my phone in airplane mode at night. So I've been trying to have better habits around my phone. That's huge too. And in the morning, like before I do anything, like I'll get up, um, I'll like brush my teeth, do my meditation. I've been really loving doing cold showers. So I'll do a shower and then do the cold shower after, Mm -hmm. after that I'll do like some dry brushing, maybe some essential oils. Then I'll make my breakfast and then, you know, I'm doing all of this and then like I'll turn my phone on maybe like an hour and a half hour later. So I know not everyone has the time to maybe do, you know, an hour long routine in the morning, but I just think it's so important to set your day, Mm -hmm. whether it's 10 minutes or 30 minutes. Because again, I know myself and the second I get, you know, most people wake up, check their phones, make breakfast, they're running out the door, they're already late, they're already frazzled, and then that just pours over into the rest of your day. So I'm just such a huge, huge advocate of creating like some sort of like routine for yourself. And I just think it's also that comes back to that like self-respect, like making that time for yourself um, is really huge. That's been really huge for me. Walking has been amazing and just like getting outside. Again, I know depending on what your job is, like maybe it's not realistic to be able to do like all day, but you know, just getting, putting your feet in the grass, like getting some sun on your face, like again, going outside with nothing. Like sometimes I'll just go lay outside and just be by myself. And again, just like breathe and be in nature. The Abram Hicks, um, listening to that, you know, listening to podcasts that are just more like inspirational and things like that. But yeah, those are some of the things. And again, it took a long time for me to get to a place where I didn't freak out over my website mm-hmm. <laughs> disappearing. That's a big one. But and that's the test of where you know mm-hmm. what, wow, I've really changed. I yeah. That too. It was like a catastrophe would happen. And I'd be like, I mean, I'm upset, but I'm yeah. not like really upset. Like yeah. how I was saying like when my website cried and I was just, I just started scre- like crying, screaming. Yeah. And it was like recently like something happened with my podcast and I was like, 
okay, not ideal, but like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I realized looking back, I'm like, wow, if that had happened to me a year ago, I would have yeah. like, like yeah. shit would have hit the fan. Like, yeah. You know, totally. It's crazy. Yeah. My mom actually, this is funny. So I was talking to her a few days after all that. And so my website went down. I also had some issues with podcast and I ended up deleting a recording twice. I've recorded it with the same person and deleted it two times. Oh so God. embarrassing. Um, and so my mom called me like a few days later and kind of like, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And I like told her what happened. She was like, you didn't call me. And I was like, no, I was just trying to come like, get in a better headspace and use a yeah. tool. She was like, I'm so proud of you. Cause I would, I would normally call my mom freaking out. Yeah. And that was like really eye opening. And I was like, wow, you're right. Like I didn't call you. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I was able to, to handle it. And yeah. again, these things don't happen overnight, but yeah. like it is possible, you mm-hmm. know, to get to that place. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so <laughs> With much everything. for sharing your story. Yeah. And a lot of people can relate to all of this. So, totally. Totally. Um, and we're so on the same page with all of this mm-hmm. stuff. I love it. So I know. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find more from you? Yes. Well, when my website is back up, <laughs> it will be jessicakristen.com. Just my name, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N. Um, right now I'm just pure living on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. And my podcast is the pure living podcast. Um, those may be changing soon, but for right now, um, those are the places that you can find me. And I honestly, like, I, I love connecting with people. That's why I'm doing this. And so please reach out, message me, you know, whatever. I I really, really love hearing from people. It's what fires me up. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. This is so fun. Thank you so much, Jess, for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun chatting with her. She is the best. So make sure you give her some love. Check her out on social media. You can find her at Just Pure Living. You can find her website, jessicakristin.com to learn more about her services and check out some of her resources. You can also find her on her podcast, The Pure Living Podcast. Make sure you listen to my episode with her. We had so much fun. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to share it. Give us some love. Tag me, tag Jess, tag at Wellness Realness Podcast so we can see that you're listening and you enjoy it. And as always, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't already and you want to show your support for the show so I know to keep on putting out content. And if you're not already in the Facebook group, please join Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. I want you in there. We can talk about all things wellness, realness, and beyond. It's a great time. That's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. You're going to kill it this week. I know it. And I will chat with you again next time. Bye.